Uh, hey everybody, Elmer Fudd here. Um, so we recorded this episode a couple weeks ago. Sorry for the late upload. Um, some things kind of happened, and uh, I didn't have the drive for a couple weeks here. So it got edited and uploaded late, and we didn't record one last week. So for that, I apologize, but thank you all so much for your love and reaching out. It meant a lot to me. Um, we're diving back in, though. Things are good. Um, enjoy this episode. You know, the information's a little dated here now. It's been a couple weeks. That's how things work in the podcast world. But it was a lot of fun, and Nick was back. Also, uh, he was very sleep-deprived. It was extremely late for him, and he was on all sorts of medication for allergies and stuff. So <laughs> enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> let's do the show. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com. 180,000,000,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Call me Ishmael. I'm not going to say anything else because normally you try to play me out whenever I start. I know what you're talking about. Motherfucking Nick is back. In a hole in the ground, there's a Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 74 of Just Some Guardians. There's some, there's some fucking hype here tonight, guys. All right? There is, there is shit going down. There's content happening. Yes. This shit normally does go down. Shit normally does right? go down. Yeah. I just... Did I just hear 8-bit, like, boss battle music? Maybe you did. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you how happy I am right now? Uh, you can in a second. Let me introduce everyone. Hey, hey. <laughs> Basically, shut your mouth because we're doing it. Uh, guys, I'm Elmer Fudd. All right? This conversation's happening. And uh, let me find the button here. Joining me tonight, I'm going to combine you, Russell, because I don't have a thing for Nick yet. Oh, okay. Mm. We have the effervescent, undefeated Russell. And coming back to us, Sandbag Bomb. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. I know, right? It's just the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Welcome back to the show, dude. Yeah. Oh my god! Been away. I feel like pelvic thrusting. <laughs> You—that's what I'm doing the whole time. I'm saying it. There was internal <laughs> mental pelvic thrusting. I'm happy. 
and there we go. We have What's new, guys? Joy. I'm glad, dude. Welcome back. Holy shit. It's been like 10 episodes. I, I guess. I have everything keeping track because it makes me feel sad inside, but, uh, you know. Yeah, way to make I... him feel like crap, Brett. Jeez. <laughs> That's kind of the kind of person I am. <laughs> Not How you guys doing? Oh, my God. I'm doing great. There's like... Uh so good the docket is full that's all i'm saying holy shit pardon pardon any and all noise you hear in the background that is uh super smiley the uh 80 pound golden retriever dragging his toys and, and also we were told before the show just so everyone's aware uh so it is like midnight for nick He's on a whole bunch of medication for like allergies and shit. So if he's like super droopy, <laughs> that's what's going on. <laughs> I disappear halfway through the show. Uh, I love you all, but I crashed. Like, that's fine. Like literally crashed. I'm the person that makes air traffic controllers cry and sweat. Now I want to watch airplane. No, I don't want to watch Airplane. Leslie Nielsen is great <laughs> until he's not. And then just no. And uh, Russell's already been timed out of chat. <laughs> there we go. Hashtag J Fingers Buttons, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. There's the light. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, you need to be here for the live show. Twitch.tv slash Just Some Guardians <laughs> to get this kind of stuff that's happening. Oh my God. Russell, what's going on with you, dude? Dude, so much. Yes, Nick. Said hi. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> A lot. Uh, which maybe we'll get to later in the show. Got a Securo update, but I've had one for the last 10 weeks and still haven't gotten to it. Well, honestly, I want to do that first because that just, let's just get that done. It's been you know, waiting. I purposely, <laughs> I was like, no guests. Like, how people were like, hey, I want to be on the show this week. And I was like, no. <laughs> this is <laughs> Because we are getting to Russell's Sekiro update. <laughs> are you playing Sekiro Shadows? Whatever. I, yes. I, I've been playing it for a while. Um, the past couple of weeks, I kind of took a small break because F that game. <laughs> but also, <laughs> what? Um, uh, and so I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey actually. Ooh, you, have you been pursuing a uh, sexuality relationship? Um, oh, sexuality, no. <laughs> like, Odyssey. I thought you had a stroke halfway through the world. I, 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 I said sexuality, yeah. I said sexuality. I'm, I'm remaining neutral. Should he pursue heterosexual? Hey, should he pursue homosexual? Well, you know, it is Pride Month, so... Truth? The pressure's on him. <laughs> yeah, I have... So, I haven't gotten to any parts where I've created a relationship with anybody. I did attempt to sleep with the... Like, one of the... Uh, what are they called? Uh, one of the... High Priest of Zeus. Village people? Uh, no, it was it was like it was a descendant of Odysseus, um, but she was having none of it. 
Um, and then I ended up sleeping with uh, this really flirty guy during one of the story missions. As is that like an Athenian party? And he's like, "Come and let the go- we'll let the goat lick the cheese off of you or something." And it, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "All right, let go." There's another goat. <laughs> oh, you know, that's that's a saying we've got here. <laughs> let the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Little inside scoop. Okay, bye. Toots, magoots, bye. Enjoy the goat. (laughs) You know what? I was going to reply to Booty Sweat, but I am still timed out of the chat, and I forgot about that. (laughs) Too bad. I did. I did. I Yeah. However you say that, Booty Sweat. Um, And no, I have not finished Sekiro yet, but you shut your dirty whore mouth. Well, how's Sekiro been going? I think the last time you were talking to us, I think you're on like the third boss yeah i'm much much further um which is this game huh what who i think we're Um, already losing him (laughs) uh so yeah one and it's funny because once you beat so the boss i think the last time i gave an update was right before i beat this particular boss um but right after you beat him is really where the world opens up. (laughs) Cause it's like, you have a whole bunch of branching paths. You have a lot of places you can go. And I like the first time I played dark souls, I looked at a, at a guide. And then when I played dark souls three, I was like, I don't want to until I get really stuck. And that didn't take very long, but with secure, I'm like, I've, I've, I'm familiar enough with the souls games. I think Mm -hmm. I can figure out what's going on here. Um, and I've I've only had to look at the guide like twice, which I'm really proud of. <laughs> You're um, only five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so it really opens up. You get you get a lot more different paths that you can take, um, and it is so much more fun. But it takes getting past those couple of bosses where you die constantly, um, and it's so so cool. You there, like there's this part where you're running through this canyon as this giant albino snake is attacking you. And so you've got to like hide from it. And then what you end up doing is you hide in this palanquin and then you see this giant serpent head come up and like start looking at you with one eye. And I freaked out. And it Jesus. was that I like the, the prompt came up to like do a death blow because the prompt came up and you like stab it in the eye and then it freaks out and it starts slamming around. And then you're like running away from this snake as it's like slamming into everything. How was that again? I'm adoring your dramatization. It's like I'm there. Really, it is. Is like like I'm in my samurai armor. Tom Cruise can watch Nobby. They're both there. Um, I also beat Madam Butterfly, and let me just say, I gotta say this quietly. Fuck that bitch. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Sound biting and sending it to your wife. Cause oh, pretty good fight then. Uh, it was so super so easy first try, right? So, so the first time, so she has two phases, as many of the Souls bosses do, and hopefully I'm not spoiling this for anybody that... Literally, everyone else has beaten the game except you, Russ. 
For reals, though. Anybody who actually plays this game is probably already beaten it, and it's just me left behind. Um, she has two phases, and in the first phase, she's difficult, but not impossible. Like, I got her to the second phase a couple of times. And I pig. Yeah. Russell can't finish women off, confirmed. Um, and so, but during the second phase, so, so during her, she jumps up in the air and what she does is she throws knives at you and then she'll come and she'll do like this uh, <laughs> heavy attack where she'll kick you in the face yeah. and slam down into you, slam down on that hard sword in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, While she's coming. Yeah. Right. And so, so, so she's really quick, and that's her thing. She's super quick and moving around, and so you have to time right and get ready for her attacks. Um, but during the, during the second phase, during the second phase, uh, she creates illusions that then try to attack you and kill you. So you're so, not only having to deal with her jumping around the battlefield and up in the air and throwing knives at you, but you've also got to deal with these invisible douches that are running around trying to stab you in the back while you're trying to kill her. Oh my! How many of those are there? Uh, she summon. So what she'll do is she'll summon like eight of them at once. Yeah, and then what'll happen is is if you don't dispel all of them. She'll do this thing where they turn into butterflies and then they zoom up in the air and they hover around her and then they home in on you. Boom, boom, boom. And so if you get hit with like two or three of them, you die. Holy shit. Ultra so like, You see her. That's her name. And so um, you see her, you see her gather these up. So you just start running around. The <laughs> these things are striking behind you and they're like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then uh, there, so one of the craziest bosses that I fought so far, and the one that I think I enjoyed the most, the one that kind of stands out to me the most, there's this ape. So there's this huge white ape that you fight in this kind of low valley clearing where it's it's got like maybe uh, like it's up to his shins in water, and there's like some dead trees lying around, and you you come up on him, and he turns around, and he's got this sword sticking out of his neck. Huh. Huge sword just sticking out of his neck. And so you're like, so you fight him and he's doing all these attacks. He leaks up in the air and he comes down. And also one of his attacks that he does is he farts and sends out a poison cloud. What? <laughs> <laughs> then he will throw his poop at you and give yes. you a Damn it! Toxic buildup. That's a monkey thing. That is so worth that game right there. And so, so finally, he he has a couple of phases too. So finally, what you do is to to the first time you finish him off, go on. Uh, you grab the huge sword in his neck and you tug it around and you behead him. And he lands on the ground in front of you, and the game it's soul. So I knew it was coming. I was like, this guy is not dead. This is the first phase. It's relatively, you know, maybe about halfway through the game or so. Mm-hmm. Maybe less. And so I'm like, this, there's no way this guy is dead. I, I, and so, so I'm like, I walk away from it, but I'm keeping the camera panned on it. Because <laughs> I'm like, I know this guy's about to pop back up at any second. 
And so I'm like, but he's not popping back up. And I'm like, okay. So I turn the camera around and then I turn it back real quick because it's souls and I'm paranoid. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he stands up and he grabs this huge sword. So he does, he starts doing all these kind of weird side windy attacks because he can't see you. And then what he does is he shoves his head back on his shoulders and he will scream. And it builds up this fear uh, 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 status effect. And so if you get caught in it, you you basically get frightened to death. <laughs> and so finally, finally you kill him and this big centipede pops out of his neck and all this stuff. Jesus. And you're like, what the Actual? F just So, so after that, I, I start going through this cave that he was guarding. I pick up this item that I need to create this thing for later on in the game. I start going through this cave and eventually I get down to actually no 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 I'm sorry you you have to go to another place first you go further down in this valley then you end up in some caves you come to this big clearing and you're like you see all this blood smeared everywhere as you're entering into this arena and you're like which is always yeah. a good sign yeah I'm like okay it, something's coming right. and it's not going to be pleasant or good mm. so I come up and this headless ape drops out of the sky <laughs> the same Dang headless ape. And I'm like, and this is this is several, this is maybe a couple of bosses later. And I'm like, F this dude. So so I, I kind of know his attacks by now. So I'm like, okay, I can take him. And then another ape shows up. This, one, this one's a little bit smaller and like a it's a brown ape instead of like the albino kind of looking thing. Yeah. So I'm having to kill these two apes. Finally, I kill I kill both of them, and then the centipede pops out of this guy's neck and is like, because you you turn away and then you turn back and a centipede pops out, but now you have a blade that can kill the centipede, so you finally kill the ape, and it's like the second time you've had to fight him, and you're just like you just kind of want to teabag him, yeah, because you're like, screw this dude. But what if a but, centipede pops out while you're teabagging him? It'd be just awful. I mean, some people like that because you know no. No, Russell. No, the legs—they tickle. They tickle on the no. legs. No, no. <laughs> Corner now. <laughs> um. So the the other thing, and this will then not, then I'll be done. Um. The other thing that Souls does really well is occasionally you'll come across enemies that immediately trigger your nope reflex. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You, <laughs> all, you, all the enemies you 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 described. In the yeah. last ten minutes, all of them. Nope. Reflex for me. No. So I end up in this area called Mount Sinpu, and <laughs> um, and it's hey. like they've got all these monks and things. And uh -huh. at first, I come up. So I come up. I kill all these monks because I'm able to stealth up on them and I kill them. And then I, I I'm drawing them out. And there's this old guy. Just kind of sitting there. And immediately in my head, I've played Souls. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that old dude is going to mess me up if I mess with him. He is going to mess me up. I know he is. I immediately know because he's the least uh, threatening person in this room. That's how it goes. Oh, yeah. Thing to fight. So I'm like, so I come up behind him. There's there's a one of those. There's a big dude walking around behind him. I stealth blow him, and then <laughs> sorry, 
Mm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not to be confused with an effervescent Russell, a stealth blow is an entirely different Totally different thing. So I come up behind the, the old guy and I, 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 you know, I kill him. And I'm moving on and I come up to this other temple and immediately I see, okay, there are two old guys sitting there and there are a bunch of monks. I'm going to kill the monks and then I'll worry about the old guys. And I'm, as I'm like, because I'm not able to sneak up on this last old guy that's sitting there. He's just sitting there cross-legged on the floor. Um, and I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. And I've seen lots of crickets around in the level. Just Ooh, yeah. kind of crickets. Um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm coming up on him. And all of a sudden, the centipede rips out of his chest, this huge snake-like centipede. And it's like right around him. And Sorry, I was like, guys. Good night. I'll you <laughs> nope, you. nope, nope. I was I'm out. It's like, no. Not <laughs> Power button. Gone. PlayStation. Yeah. Unplugged. I was like, worst. No, 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 no. Do not like. Am not a fan. Because oh, if it's man. Like, like, I don't know what that does. And then so I'm like, I'm like, okay, I think I can take him. He's the only one left. Takes me forever to kill this dude. And I'm like, because it, because you you have to like wait back and then come in as quickly as you can with like a strong attack because you're only going to get one blow before you have to back off because it it's real quick and it's mm. just he ripped out of this guy's chest. So is he just right. like flailing behind it or? He's still sitting there cross-legged and it and it and he kind of glides across the floor as this. Oh, that's worse. Oh. And curling around and then trying to. And like one of the one of the attacks that it does is it whips out and it wraps around you and then like rips into you. Oh, the worst. So I finally no. kill it, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna collect all the loot that's around this room. How'd you I sleep that up. night? Jesus. I collect all the loot, and I turn around right as I see this red mist forming around him, and then. The centipede, pops, the centipede pops back out and up, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Nope, nope, no. Nope. Not messing with this dude. I found out that you had to have, so later on as I move through the game, I find out that you have to have a special sword to be able to kill these things that have been corrupted. They, they've they been drinking from this fountain. Um, they've been drinking this kind of like corrupted water. Uh, that apparently possesses them with some kind of centipede that keeps you alive. Hmm. And so I was like, okay. And I end up in this temple and it's full of these guys with like the centipedes that come out of them. And then the other guys I find out, they throw up crickets at you. So uh, would you say it was a temple of human centipedes? Yes. No. No. No, 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 no. Delicious. So that was my note no. moment for schools where I was like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to, I'm running past these guys whenever I see them because I do not want to. Be. If I sprint as fast as I can, maybe I'll get to the end of the game before anything attacks me. Hey, sometimes that's a valid strategy. Yeah, you're not no. wrong. It's uh, not. But anyway, I, I've made it, I've made it pretty far, far. I think I'm towards the end of the game. I am. Oh, awesome. Facing a, a corrupted monk, trying to get to the um, 
this place that's supposed to cure the the ability to be able to regenerate. Killed my dad. As uh, you do. Yeah. I fought Owl. I killed him. Sucker. Classic Owl. Um, but yeah. It's fun. But I've been enjoying Assassin's Creed a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really just, good. Uh, what? what is it? MC Kingsley. He was the one who... Oh, yeah, brought, yeah, yeah. I was like, I kind of want to try it. And then I saw that it was like 20 bucks on PS Store. And I was like, I think I can do that. I just have an issue. I like, I want to try it, but it's just weird to have like, because it takes place before Origins. Yeah. And like, Origin. how yeah, can you, place. how can you have a game before with the Origin. Assassin's Creed name in the title that takes place before the Origins of the Assassins? He's like, not. It, it's not at all. It has, there's no mention of the Assassin's Creed. There's no mention of the Assassins, or at least not yet. Um, but I liked it. I liked it better than I liked Origins. And I liked Origins pretty well. I loved Origins. Um, the reason that I like it is because of the pacing and the way that they've established the story. Mm. Because with Origins, I felt like there was a story. And so I felt like all the other side quests, I wanted to do them. But it also, like, it, it didn't seem like it fit with the story because you would want to be going towards the people that killed your son, but instead you're going and exploring a pyramid. It, did, it didn't make sense, so it didn't jive, which is why yeah. I couldn't really immerse myself in it. The way that they set up the story in this one, it's much more, it, it kind of reminds me of Red Dead a little bit in certain ways because it's it's much more hey there are these things going on you have to go to these places to explore to find clues to grow the world so it makes sense to explore and do those things and it doesn't break my immersion because he's a mercenary caught up in this war there's lots of things going on one of the things that he's doing is trying to find clues and kind of piece together because uh, like you kind of knew like uh Bayek Bayek? Bayek, yeah. Of Siwa. Of Siwa. Um he 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 already had a goal in mind whereas and and so it was kind of, you know, that driving force was already there so it didn't like you know, it didn't make sense to go and do side quests because as Bayek, he would be driven to go and accomplish his goal. Whereas Alexios or uh, uh, what's the other one? Alexandra. Alexandra. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just kind of thrust into this world and they don't really have goal. They're a mercenary. People are hiring them to do things, but it's like, eh, whatever. Um, so it, it's better in that respect you can definitely see. I, I also like how it's a lot easier to acquire materials. Whereas in Origins, you really had, like, if you wanted skins to be able to upgrade your weapons, you had to really, like, spend a lot of time hunting. Mm. Um, but because of the naval battle in this one, you acquire those things much more easily. That's cool. Because you, you go and you. you break open a ship and then it, it, the materials just flow a lot more quickly and i haven't reached the like the end game grind yet so i don't know how bad that is but uh i 
I've enjoyed it because there's a lot going on there. It opens up where aside from the main story quest, you have, you find out that there's this cult that you can hunt down. And so that's kind of like a major side quest, but it's a side thing. You can go through and find all these people. And as you kill them, you find clues that reveal the next person in the line. And it's like this whole web of cultists that you're trying to find out because you don't know who everybody is. And sometimes you have to complete a story mission. Sometimes you have to complete uh, a bunch of side missions before, you know, you can find out who they are. I think origins kind of did that same thing, right? Where it had the, yeah, it it did, but it, it, that was the main part instead of it being more of like, because this is, it goes from towards the beginning of the game to end game content. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's, that's kind of your side goal. Eventually you're going to take down, this person that's controlling but it, it seems like it's more of a side thing at least for now yeah. so it kind of makes it fun to hunt down and then you get like legendary equipment for them or epic uh, equipment and i've i've liked it there are lots of side quests there are lots of things to explore i i i don't know why but i enjoy it more than i've and that i enjoyed origins but this is so loosely it's in the Assassin's Creed world. And, and that's about it. Yeah. I, and it has the Assassin's Creed mechanics, but other than that, I mean, they just could have called it Odyssey and it would have been like, oh, cool. Okay. For sure. Yeah. You found, like, is there, is there like a linchpin in the story or? There is. Like, there, there is a story oh, that's. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not done asking my question. Blah. It don't take so long to ask your question. It does me. Is there like a linchpin in the story or in the overarching narrative that binds it to Assassin's Creed, quote unquote, as we know it? Or is this literally like you said, you could have just called it like... I mean, of course, you have you have the present day person, right, who's going into the animus, and they're trying to uh, acquire some staff or something, or or no, they're trying to activate the spear of Leonidas so that they can do a thing, mm-hmm. and then of course, like your spear of Leonidas, which is like your, it's 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 one of the pieces of Eden, right? Yeah. So it has special abilities. And that's how they explain the fact that, like, when somebody attacks you, you get, like, a glint off of them. And so it's the Spear of Leonidas is the one. It's, like, it's warning you when somebody's about to hit you. And it slows down time when you do a certain thing, like, when you dodge out of the way in a certain way. And that's how it explains that. It says that it's because of the Spear of Leonidas. Um, and, And that is a piece of Eden that you go to like a forerunner's temple thing to upgrade. That's re- I mean, like kind of thrown in there so they could put Assassin's Creed in the title, basically <laughs> kind of, you, you could have explained it away in a different way. I mean, you could have really just gone with gods, you know, Hey, yeah, magical sure. um, instead of like this magic science thing that they've done in Assassin's Creed, which is cool mm-hmm, for sure. Um, you probably could have easily just called it Odyssey and reworked a couple of things. Is there a linchpin that really hones it in? Not yet. There might be. Uh, other than the kind of peripheral stuff 
and the fact that it's set in the Assassin's Creed universe with its rules um, and the fact that it has a lot of the mechanics um, from Assassin's Creed. There's I haven't seen one yet, but I'm still I think I'm still pretty early in the story. Um, okay. I've done a lot of exploring, a lot of a lot of side quests, a lot of hunting down the cultists um, and stuff like that. Like I love that idea of hunting down the cultists and having to find clues and complete side quests to be able to find out who they are. This kind of mystery that as you unlock this person, it gives you clues to who their master is and stuff like that. They did it well. And that's the part that has me the most intrigued. I also really like the naval combat. Yeah, that's been good for a lot of them. Yeah. Um, And you can tell, I mean, like they took a lot of the stuff from Assassin's Creed Origins, but they kind of simplified it. Because it was, in some parts, Assassin's Creed Origins was kind of a grind. Um, they've also, they also did a thing with the mechanics. So n- you used to have a run button, right? Yeah. Well, you would walk and then you would press a run button. In this, you pretty much just run everywhere. You press forward. You can, it's, it's based on the pressure you put on the joystick. So if you press Go it right forward. If you press it all the way forward, you run. If you if you only press it slightly forward, then you walk. I run into a lot of people, but they don't seem to care or try to attack me. Except I've had more civilians attacking me lately, which is kind of a pain, because then I have to kill them. Also, you don't be synchronized for killing civilians. Oh, hell yeah. All right. You just sold me there. But what they did establish is a bounty system. Oh, God. So as you do things that might be wrong, what happens is, is you start to get these mercenaries that then try to hunt you down. But you can kill civilians all you want. And that's the end. Right on. (laughs) Russell's Corner, where you never get out. It's true. (laughs) And I did that first so that anyone new listening to us would never listen to us again. Which is perfect. Well, anyone anyone new that is listening, because I know this is a big Destiny week, we're actually going to cover Destiny. What? But first, we're gonna we're gonna get there. But it's very important because Nick's back. What the hell have you been playing, dude? I know you're talking some stuff pre-show. I have been like, I want to say the past two weeks. Two weeks. We'll go two weeks. I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Ooh, Um, diving back in. That's awesome. Right. In two weeks, I want to say a week and a half, uh, my younger brother decided, my younger, there we go, not younger, um, he was like, hey, Nick, you want to play again? Like, sure. Thing, it gives me essentially two weeks, and it ends tomorrow, of free play. So I get to play for free, no subscription. And I get to kind of level up towards the expansions coming out. That's awesome. Despite the fact that I'm like full expansion behind. Mm -hmm. So I really haven't been leveling towards the expansion coming out. I've just been expansion that currently is. Um, So it's been been fun. It's been a lot of fun, honestly. That's awesome, Um, I've been doing it on my PS4. 
rather than PC, despite the fact that I could do PC if I wanted to, I just like the idea of using the PS4 for that. Yeah, you got real, I remember you got really good with the controller, um, the controller controls. It was good, I mean, it really was. Uh, I played healer primarily when you and I played Final Fantasy XIV, mm-hmm. and that was PC. And I was using a shitty PC at the time. I mean, shitty, shitty. I remember. Uh, but I still, I still did it. Um, however, Square Enix decided to release the Red Mage. Yes, which I know you were really pumped the whole time. And well, and that was that was okay. So Red Mage has been a thing in Final Fantasy since. 1987. What? Coincidentally, same year I was born. Um, Red Mage casts Black Magic and White Magic at a lesser tier than White Mage, Black Mage, respectively, at the same time carrying physical prowess that a typical mage does not have. Like the history of Red Mage here. Sorry. Um, in later iterations, because Red Mage was one of the original six jobs introduced with Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. In Final Fantasy 1, I think it was Fighter, Red Mage, Black Mage, White Mage, Thief, Monk. That sounds right. Those were the um, Red Mage was alright in the beginning, obviously, because of the magical spread. Like, okay, they have great access to white magic, great access to black magic. For those that don't know, white is healing support, black is offensive. Um, <laughs> Not, no, we don't think that here on this podcast, guys. Whoa. <laughs> oh, we're, <laughs> you know what? We, we march with Dr. King. <laughs> oh, so anyway. Well, that took a turn. Um, Let's move forward. Um, Red Mage it was very prominent early years Final Fantasy and then it took a backseat and then Final Fantasy 11 I think Red Mage came back and Final Fantasy 11 that was the first MMO for Final Fantasy Mm -hmm. Red Mage brought about I want to say like support slash fast cast so there were all these spells that uh, white mages and black mages could cast but a red mage could do it faster at a lesser potency so it could heal and it could deal damage sort of uh, because of the speed so the potency was severely reduced Mm-hmm. So Square Enix decided to introduce this concept where, okay, well, the Red Mage can do it faster than you, but they're going to support you doing the real job. So it brought about the idea of mana regeneration and shifting buffs around. And by shifting buffs, I mean, like, okay, well, we're taking a positive effect on... We're shifting buffs. Ooh. Positive F, uh, t- positive effect. Blah, blah, blah. Russell, damn it! Just uh, positive he's effect. on drugs, Russell. One <laughs> on another. <laughs> um, 
This is payback. It was great. It was good. It was beautiful. Final Fantasy Eleven kind of didn't last. It's still going. Yeah. Those of you still playing it, kudos to you beautiful people. Well, how does it feel in 14? In 14, it's it's a DPS class. You are like you, your weapon because in 14, everything is dictated by your weapon. Surely you remember that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sword, you're a paladin. You equip a two-handed sword. Oh, my God. Holy shit, you're a dark knight. Mm-hmm. You equip axe. Oh, my God, you're a warrior. Even if you've never leveled it. Like, that's suddenly what you are. So you equip a rapier. Red mage. So they have a, in their left hand, they hold a crystalline, like, magical focus. And in their right hand, they hold a rapier. However, you're a spellcaster slash melee class. It's DPS. Mm-hmm. And you take your rapier in your right hand, you flip it down, you take the crystalline focus, and you jam it on top of the rapier, and all of a sudden, you've got a mage staff. <laughs> Shut up, Russell. <laughs> so take, Shut up, Russell. Damn it. I like being jammed on my rapier, too. <laughs> I just got timed out for another 600 seconds and I didn't even say anything in the chat. <laughs> Shut up. So you jam it on top of the rapier, the handle of the rapier, and you've yeah. got a black mage staff. And you can cast black magic or white magic are offensive. Jake, did you just turn off the TV? Bed. And that was him saying goodnight to Jake, everybody. You're beautiful. It's true. It's true. I saw your face. Ooh, where? In a crowded place. What's the next line of the song? I don't remember. Not a clue. I wanted to play along. I I forgot. Um, Mom. Effect carries over white magic, black magic. You have a special gauge that dictates like how high like how much black magic have you used and how much white magic have you used so it's all offensive so you'll have your uh the arrow spell the stone spell sharp russell spell and fire spell and the object of the game with red mage is to build it to a point that you've reached the apex with both focus off the rapier and you jump in and you fight with the sword and you spend all of the white and black magic that you've earned using sword yeah. magic. Well, that's cool. Basically, so you're po- all over the place like during the entire fight. Rotation they've got is like you build the mana up, the, ma- the black and white mana up, you jump in, you use your attack combo, and then you jump back out. And you continue with your spellcasting combo. So they did a great job of implementing the idea that a red mage is a physically capable mage. The dichotomy of Final Fantasy XIV, where it's not really possible to do that, do it. Where, like, 
I main a red mage right now. My younger brother mains a red mage, and I'm, we've been copying and pasting macros between the two of us. But man, group doesn't have a healer. Well, the red mage they have a heal spell that's stronger than a summoner's heal spell, and and but you know what I'm talking about when I yeah. say summoner's heal spell. Oh yeah, it's stronger than that. But because you're a red mage, I think it was Final Fantasy V that introduced the idea of of dual cast or quick cast, where mm. a red mage could cast a spell. Shut up, Russell. And cast the same spell again yeah. instantly. So every every turn a red mage had, they were casting two spells. Did that in fourteen? Every time you cast a spell with a cast time, the next spell you cast with a cast time is instant. Oh, that's awesome! So you can just oh, so red mage. So I literally ran a group maybe 10, 15 minutes before the podcast started uh-huh. where it was four DPS say DPS, but I was acting as the healer. I have a healer. So I could cast my cure and, and the red major spells, they all have the prefix ver V R mm. cure was ver cure. So I could cast ver cure and then, Instantly, another Vercure could cast Vercure and then instantly cast Raise to resurrect a dead ally. Oh, that's way cool! And then, boom! And and Brett, you played Final Fantasy XIV with me for a long time, so you know it was like having a scholar or mm-hmm. a white mage as your healer. And it was like, oh shit! Well, we have one Raise, one Resurrection, and then we're boned. If you have a summoner, great, you have another one. So they can also cast rays. Red mage, they have ver rays. And because of the, the quick cast idea, damage spell or a cure spell, and then instantly resurrect someone. And then cast a heal and then instantly resurrect. That's way cool. Cast That's a heal clutch, dude. Jesus. Right. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm trying not to geek out too hard I, without being too loud. I think yeah. you failed already. The Red Mage in Final Fantasy fourteen succeeds. Sorry. Right on. Well, that's I, good to hear. I know you were really excited, to, like for years, waiting for that to come. I have Final two Fantasy days of free play left before I actually have to subscribe, and I don't know at this point if I'm going to subscribe or not. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens given the Destiny announcements earlier today. Yeah, should we jump over there? Uh, you want to yeah. go into it? Let's do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I literally took like half an hour of the time for the podcast to talk about something that should have taken 10 minutes. Dude, you're, I'm you are hopped it. up on crazy drugs. You're good. I have no excuse on the other hand. Yeah, Russell's just a honestly, he's just kind of garbage. Russell you a hoe. It's true. Um so yeah. So you what? Uh push notes say. He's holding it backwards. No. None of us can read it. 
No, we can read that one. We can't read the other one. Really? Yeah. Because this one is the right, right, right way around on my screen. Oh, really? Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's backwards for us. This is good, guys. Russell's discovering how mirrored things work in cameras across the internet. It's so exciting. It's like watching a puppy find its tail for the first time. You know what? Screw you. If you want to, that's fine. Um, so for the first time in, I mean, a long time, guys, Just Some Guardians uh, is going to be covering Destiny. And it felt right to put a soundbite in here um, to transition Wait. in. That and wizard came from the moon? Only for the sheer fact that these two voice lines together just crack me up. You're out of lines. Fight on just the same. That's Cade's ghost getting shot, and then uh, Lord Shax immediately saying, You're out of lives. So, ha 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 ha. That was funny to me. I did. Well, because I couldn't really hear the first one, so I was like, I don't know what that's in context with. Got it. I got it now. Okay, good. It's right on. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was loud for me, but it probably didn't go over very loudly for everyone else. Oh, well, who cares? Guys, um, today is a big day to be, well, I mean, a gamer in general, but definitely a Destiny fan. We had Season of Opulence just drop a couple days ago. We're going to see Nick's penis on screen and get banned from Twitch, which is cool. <laughs> Um, I'm losing my MacBook. You're losing more than that, brother. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, so for those of you listening, I'm having excessive allergy problems, so I'm taking Benadryl 24/7. Those of you that have ever taken Benadryl, you know how torturous that can be, and at the same time. For reasons I choose not to go into on the podcast, I am taking Xanax 24-7. So I am permanently, like, numb from the brain down. Which is, you know, kind of the way he's lived his whole life. But that's another story. I love you guys. I love you. We love you. And and drinking V8 tomato juice is supposed to help. He shouldn't have because he did have. but, But I don't, I don't think it actually helps. It's supposed to help. I think it's because you got so much other shit going on at the same time. They told me, they told me, Dr. Brittany Marshall, Detroit, Michigan, told me it's supposed to help. Doesn't help. Wow. Just totally called her out and her location. Cool. She's that won't backfire at all. She's a doctor. She is used to it. She's That's a doctor. Problem. Sure, she appreciates that. You can Google her. You can Google her. I'm, I'm sure they can, Nick. I'm sure they can. Google. Google. <laughs> Get your spoiler. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's so gone right now. <laughs> I said you can Google her. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I Destiny. Didn't slur. I yeah, didn't yeah. slur. Oh, so, what's okay. going on with Destiny? Um, well, we had the Season of Opulence just drop like a couple days ago, which has been, I've been able to jump into it because I recently finally bought the Season Pass. Because. Um, cool. I think we're all in agreement, and if a lot of people I've talked to at a lot of sh- other shows too, we're like, I don't know, nothing. This the whole season pass has really piqued our interest. I know we we had a whole episode where we talked about that very in depth. Um, and so opulence came up, and I was like, well, I might as well because then I can do everything at once, and it feels like it's worth the price to me. Right. Um. So, 
the new raid dropped uh, day one, which is actually pretty cool. Raid race happened. Uh, Dado came in second again. <laughs> now, here's a question. So what does the season of opulence concern? Because I, I kind of, I've seen that it, it, it has something to do with going back to the Leviathan. Yeah, so we're we're dealing with Callus again. Um, the Hive have basically like totally effed up his shit. So there's a whole section of the Leviathan that's like taken over by the Hive, and so, um, so you're dealing with that. Uh, there's a whole bunch of like other quest chains going on. Um, there's a new the the Menagerie, which is a six player activity, uh, a six player activity in this game we play called Destiny Two. Um, that is um, match made so you can queue up for the six player activity which is cool because the raid you can't Yeah. and so they've given you this thing uh, it's called a chalice and it lets you uh, you can unlock runes in it and then so whatever rune you have equipped whether it's like a submachine gun rune or a sniper rifle rune or a cloak rune or a leg armor rune or something you can pick and choose when you finish the menagerie when you loot the chest that's what you're going to get. It's going to be a random roll of the SMG or the sniper, but it lets you pick and choose. Okay. I want to grind and get as many rolls of this as I can. I so like I'm going to equip this rune instead of just RNG effing you over and you go, I've had eight sniper rifles in a row and all I need is a hand cannon. That's, that's what the menagerie lets you do. Um, yeah. So the menagerie, um, you're basically in there cleaning stuff up. Uh, it's got a bunch of randomized different um, activities you do in it, encounters, I could say, that are really cool. And honestly, I think they could match make the raid at some point because so far I've been in there a handful of times and all the blueberries have been like really smart and everyone's just does what they need to do and figuring out the mechanics. It's kind of like there's a lot of encounters that feel like raid mechanics, but I guess it'd be a good way, Nick, you'd get this is like, think of like LFR version. Okay. Yeah. So it's like there's um there's an encounter that's a lot like the gauntlet, but so you're just fighting bosses and you kill it and it brings everyone into the gauntlet. And so oh. you all run it, but there's just one hole y'all jump through and there's flames popping up everywhere that instantly kill you and stuff. So there, there's not like the you know the shooting the triangles and doing all the callouts and everything, but right. you know kind of simplified like that. And then and, and then that, a big boss at the end. That's menagerie. Yeah, that's menagerie. So I know the raid is the Crown of Sorrows. Correct. So do you know, I haven't, I have not had a chance to look up anything. My previous job, I was able to watch like streams like that of stream or Rick Tech. Rick, Rick Tech is This is stream of the raid at Destiny 2. Okay, you get my point. Yes. Um. Can you put your leg down? Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm turning red right now. What, what's the crown of sorrows? Yes. <laughs> I got really excited. The, the, um, by Twitch, the crown of sorrows. Um, so it's basically, the hive have taken over a section of the Leviathan, like I said, but it, it's the section of the Leviathan, like the treasure room is at, you know? So wait, like, like officially. Yeah. The hive have taken over. Yeah. 
like the whole it's not gold and gaudy and beautiful like the hive shits everywhere everything's dusty you can tell they've probably actually been there a lot longer than callus is letting on i mean completely taken over this section of the whole ship is it true and do you know or do you not know? it's fine if if you don't know <laughs> there's the fucking look <laughs> I popping back up. <laughs> we're we're going to get a ball slip to... any second here, folks. <laughs> I'm trying to not laugh. Yeah, the hive are basically like space herpes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They've infested the up. ship. I give up. I'm done. Yeah, video. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Camera's turned off. Oh my god. Here's the question. Yeah. So, Callus. Yes. Thus, for a long time. Like, you can go back, you can listen to video, uh, video, not video, audio clips from when the uh, Leviathan was first revealed. And if you were to follow that alongside the journal of Callus, which was released with the collector's edition of Destiny 2 Vanilla, mm -hmm. large, you can really, I mean, you've got trouble if you don't come to the same conclusion, but you can come to the conclusion that Callus is collecting us to be his shadows. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, and, and when I say his shadows, it's, it's, it's not like, oh, Callus is standing between us and the sun. No. Us as his instruments in this great grand chess match. Correct. So what's your question? Right. He wants us to be the pawns. So the question, thank you for, for urging me along. The uh, shut up, bitch. I I hope you are uh, cursed with the, space uh, herpes. You know what? I hate you both. <laughs> I'm gonna bake Grand's biscuits and ship them to you both. But I'm gonna do it. So what's your question? Box in a box that will mold and mildew. Is this what it's like to deal with me on a regular basis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone mentions Wheel of Time, Russell, this is all of us. God, what's your Dude. question? <laughs> <laughs> my question. Wheel of Time. Shut your mouth, Russ. My question is Does the. <sighs> agenda yes. of Calipurger. The agenda of Callus, I hate you so much. God damn it. This Just is my first time back in 48 years. <laughs> does, the, does the agenda of Callus further? And or do we meet Callus in person? In I haven't beaten the raid, so I don't know. I haven't even gotten it. Well, so a cool thing like the like the first encounter of the raid. Like yes. the that area is actually in the menagerie, so you can actually like see the entrance to the raid while you're running the menagerie, which is cool. 
Does it remind you of the original entrance to the Vault of Glass? Where if you were on patrol in Venus, which rhymes with penis, you could help a group access the Vault of Glass. No, not... What are you doing over there? <laughs> you are falling apart, sir. No. <laughs> I'm supposed to drink as much V8 vegetable juice as possible. And we store it with alcohol in the bottom drawer of the refrigerator. Therefore, I had to pull a can of V8 vegetable juice out of the bottom drawer of paid you both so much. God damn it. Russell, Russell, Russell. I'm, I'm going to buy we're really getting to the points here. A 24 pack of oh Sparkle beer in cans. I'm going to shake it all. You're spending a lot of money to, to do Ship it to you. Hey, you know, where's my hot fries and Coke Zero, man? What are you talking I told about? You it's, it? out, it's out of my hands. It's out of my hands. Yeah, okay. Maybe you'll be answered. Okay, I have a question. So I sent, I sent my mom a We'll cover Destiny eventually. What's up? <laughs> on my Mother's Day gift. It has ended up in some mail center in Denver and has been sitting there for weeks. And it still says it's on lay. Well, yeah, Fix I, it, Brett. I stole it. Sorry. Thank you Fix for the it. gift. It was very thoughtful. I'm happy to be Drink your mom. V8. You'll, you'll feel better for it. Should have had a V8. I think so, I'm so, done with just some guardians, guys. Yeah, good luck with the show. No, I'm just kidding. So, is the crown of sorrows Calico's crown? Uh, no idea. No idea. Okay. So, so that's just the, the title of the raid. All I know, I've seen a yeah. little bit of the first encounter. I have. I try not to watch anything per usual as much. So, all I know is where the raid entrance is because you see it when you're running the menagerie because it takes place in kind of the same area, and that you end up. I know, like the final boss room is in like. The actual giant treasure room of the Leviathan, which is pretty sweet. Very cool. Have you guys, have either of you kept up with the lore, the overall, overall overarching lore of Destiny 2 since the best I can campaign. with what I'm doing? Yeah. I'm no right. master, but I've been, I've been trying to keep up decently with it. That's no, where I'm, I've been coming from. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both for making me feel like a douchebag, but well, you are. So I'm more of an enemy. Well, you know, douchebag works fine. We're all douchebag. Uh, Evil J brings up a good point. the The crown is a cock ring. So <laughs> it's not a cock cock lord of cock ring what? of sorrow. So how long does he say that the hive had have infested his ship for? All, he just mentions that like they're there and he needs you, but when you show up, like you can tell it's been a while. Probably well, since because if you remember in the story, he wound up in like deep dark space, right? And then came back. So I'm pretty sure, like probably since then, they've been down yeah. there. And even even the then, so part of part of what I feel like we're in being introduced to with Shadowkeep, far ahead here is the idea that when the darkness is involved, time is time for the light, because a guardian can be dead for eons, mm -hmm. and then resurrected by a ghost. 
and then they exist in the present as they are currently. So I feel possibly like for those of you that have not seen the Shadow Keep trailer, the podcast now, go watch it and then come back. I'm giving you five seconds. Do that. Four, three, two, Bye. one. I have now steamed my broccoli and cheese and salt to it. So I will enjoy it now while I spoil the expansion for you. No. We're, we're being introduced to this concept that the darkness is is closer, has been closer. Shut yeah. up. The resurrecting individuals right. such as Crota and Omegle, which mm-hmm. I saw very specifically depicted. <laughs> Depicting. I'm gesticulating like you're you like you can see me, but I turn the camera off because I choose to not be embarrassed. Um, I'm scared. Oh yeah, dude, it's crazy. Shadow keep, like okay, the dark below was scary enough. The the Korda's end raid. So. This, for- this whole shadow keep idea that's terrifying honestly it really is Mm -hmm. yeah well for anyone that's lost right now um so the bungie had a big vidoc today big stream talked about a bunch of stuff and one of the things they announced which is what nick is talking about is um come september the beginning of year three of destiny 2 is the expansion name insert it here I'm sure that sounded like words. Um, Not really. (laughs) But so, yeah. So they announced today. So we're going, we're going back to the moon. Hive are a big deal again. Um, The moon is going to be bigger than it was in D1, which is terrifying. It's more back. It's more back. And as far as bigger than in D1, I think they said at some point that it was like when when you take the URL footprint of the moon map. Oh, the moon in D2 or Destiny, let me rephrase that. The moon in Destiny is going to be two times as big as the moon that we had become accustomed to in the previous iteration. I say that because. Destiny 2 ended, Brett, am I right? Destiny New Light. So the idea here, a point for Destiny, and I'm sure everyone out there has at least interacted with one person at some point or another, that has been like, oh yeah, I would love to get into Destiny, but you know... Forsaken's come out, and for them to get into it, it's a significant monetary investment for them to even decide if they'll enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. So now that Bungie has unfettered itself from Activision, and they're publishing it individually, Destiny New Light will be the new entry point for Destiny 2 slash Destiny. I'm just going to start saying Destiny. 
Yeah. So because like um the season of opulence is is the last content we're going to get that Activision was still a part of. Correct. So when when you look at Destiny 1 the game versus Destiny 2 the game Destiny 1 is what it was. Destiny 2 now will be Destiny 2. Mind plus the Curse of Osiris plus Forsaken bundled together for Destiny New Light. Mm-hmm. Well, let's I mean, um, something grievous here. That is the new quote unquote entry point for Destiny 2 or Destiny. A, you have a relative or a friend that wants to get into Destiny with you. They don't know where to start. Oh, we'll download Destiny New Light. Cool. They now have anything and everything involving Destiny 2, Destiny 2, Curse of Osiris, Warmind, Forsaken. Uh, someone Proof in chat saying Forsaken's not going to be part of the New Light bundle. Forsaken's not part of the New Light bundle. Thank you, chat. I love you and... I will uh, meet you behind our headquarters in about 25 minutes. Just to make sure. Flagpole, 3 o'clock. Well, should we, so, no. should we hit this list here? We'll just hit these points one at a time since you brought up what we're looking forward to, like moving into the future here with a non-Activision They're going to do, do it better than my like gray-haired brain can remember. Yeah. So... A big, a, a, a kind of a list of things came out from the Vidox today. Bungie sitting down going, because everyone's been talking, they're separated from Activision. We still had, you know, Season of the Drifter and Season of Opulence to get through. What on earth is a non-Activision touched Destiny going to look like? How many decisions was Activision involved in? Um, how much were they choosing to do? What did they want to do with the game? What are their goals? Um, so, uh, first on the list here, guys, is like, Nick was saying the new light. Uh, the base game for Destiny 2 is going to be free. What? Yeah, man. Moving, uh, starting in September, uh, the base version of, of Destiny 2 will be free to play. Anyone can just pick it up and, and play. What do you mean by base version? So, so everything we just uh, talked about. So, right. Destiny and, and, 2, and, and, Curse of Osiris, Warmind. Correct. Okay. Your your one essentially is becoming free. So up until, when, up until was, Forsaken, correct. Which was, right. And Forsaken was the beginning of year two. So at that point, uh, Brett continued because I think it's going to talk about how they're specifically itemizing and identifying content coming past that point. Correct. Um, so a few things they're really focusing on. Um, cause a lot of people are talking about PVP has not been touched like at all in a while and it shows. I tried to jump in there the other night. Oh God, that was rough. Um, was that when you were like, I am no longer streaming. I'm no longer streaming PVP. Yep. That was that moment. Yep. Oh God, that was so bad. But so they're <laughs> renewing their focus on PVP. Whoa. So hopefully, hopefully they can bring in some new modes that they've been really wanting to push, make the changes they've been wanting to do. I know I don't. We'll see what ends up happening. I don't know if reverting to four v four again because I know that was something they wanted. Or it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. For sure. 
they go backwards and go back to four v four because it's six v six right now, right? Correct. I don't know. I I liked four v four personally, but I mean, I I could see. I don't know. Maybe having. When you look at D1, there were so many options when you went to the Crucible. Maybe something like that again, where it was like 4v4 or 6v6 or... Right. The worst part about situations like this that... Was that worked? That sounded like... uh, I think he had a stroke. (laughs) I said the worst part of situations like this. There we go. Oh, okay. Okay. This this is how it came out. I I hate you both. So... The worst part about situations like this, yeah, that Bungie finds themselves in with a a, a dedicated, planted fan base. How are they going to differentiate, and how are they going to identify? Um, not even identify. That's not even the right word. How are they going to make sure initiatives that are Bungie? Yeah, are differentiated from initiatives that were instigated or planned. Like the initial idea was planted. Why would they need to? They do need to. That's critical. It's absolutely critical to the success of Destiny going forward. And uh, something that I think was that was really a success. I think in the announcement and the Vidoc today and the Q&A was devs finally to the fact that Destiny is an MMO. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not a shared world shooter, it's not a Barbie I mean, it's 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 kind of a Barbie game. It's an MMO. No matter what, I was watching a Barbie game, uh, a Barbie movie earlier today. <laughs> you know what? That doesn't surprise me, Russell. Which well, one? You know, and something Mariposa. was Mariposa. Mariposa. Well, you know, and something you talked about, you know, because they're doubling down on it being an MMO, is they're going to double down on the RPG elements, adding mm. more stats. More things have to do with this. Things on armor pieces that aren't just insanely simplified because Activision was like, gamers are too dumb to know stuff where Bungie knows, no, this is what we want to do. So talk about that a little more because, I mean, they they elaborated on that in their reveals today about moving more toward, like, it's always been like a questionable, like, are you an RPG? Are you an RPG? Like, anyway, in, in, shut up. I hate you both. Reveal or in their commentary where they finally committed to the fact that Destiny 2, they said Destiny, Destiny is an MMO. Yes. What more, I think, do you have to take from it? And the idea that they... (sighs) Luke Smith elaborated a bit on the idea of expanding the statistical aspect of things. And I know that in the 
detailed why Doc made later, and I didn't unfortunately have a chance to listen to it in depth. Um, maybe you did, or one of you did. Some of the examples they gave, if you have them, destiny moving towards a more stat-driven MMO. That's the third time you've said that. God damn In a it. row. You've Mother just been fucker. repeating yourself for five minutes. Brett, I'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> to remain... I'm... <laughs> an example. Uh, I am trying... For those of you, for those of you at home, you at home, I am trying desperately to maintain my level of consciousness. <laughs> I've been just letting it go because it's absolutely hilarious. It's hilarious! It's so funny. To, be, to be a part of this. Okay. <laughs> so, so they're I'm, pushing. They're pushing towards having more stats and i think that means that we're going to push towards having more stats brett what do you think do you think that'll lead us towards having more stats if you watch brett. the vidoc they're probably going to add more stats brett. brett can you give us an example of how destiny is moving more towards embracing the fact that it's I destiny <laughs> 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 this is gold. Woo! This is so good. Here we go. I hate you both. Well, you ha okay, Nick. No, you I have do. to listen to this episode. I know you don't listen. No, you need to listen I, when you're I in a conscious state. You need I, to listen to this one. I think I've done fairly well for being <sighs> for like. No, absolutely. You haven't passed out. Well, I am not laughing at you. Because you are doing badly. I am laughing at you because it's like you have gotten to the state of tiredness mm -hmm. that is oh. enduring in yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. And how tired. Because you can tell <laughs> you are trying so hard. And this we love you. This is tiredness. This is medication. God damn it. Mom. <laughs> that, that, medication. Sorry. Oh, my Mom. God. Okay, well, let's jump to the, the biggest news here, guys. <laughs> Wait, this you haven't provided an example. <laughs> <full of fun>. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, so the biggest news today, guys. Um, Destiny 2 is going to be cross-save across all platforms. PC, Xbox, and even... Um, Extremely last minute, if you look into it, by the way, which is fun. PS4. That's pretty awesome. That's huge. I mean, it, it is a little bit of a financial investment to be able to buy Destiny on all of the platforms because you have to. But if Destiny 2 is free to play. Well, the big thing is you look at there's so many people that like. Or Destiny. In the, con in the community that got really into it that bought it with the idea that they were going to keep up to date with everything to play with all their friends. And then as time has gone by, they've been like, I can't do that. So I'm going to stop playing PS4. I'm going to stop playing PC. I'm going to stop right. playing Xbox, you know, and everyone's kind of gone to their, just their one corner. And now this has opened up because especially for the people that already own it everywhere to just go sweet. I'm going to log in on my Xbox. Suddenly everything's there. I can play with my friends. Boom. I can log into my PS4. Everything's there. Well, and for you, right? Because I think 
uh, I don't, I, Nick, you only have it on PS4, right? You haven't bought it on PC. Right. So, so you have it on PC and PS4. So that's got to, because you, I, you have a larger group that you play with that's on PC and PS4. I could care less about PC. It's, it's kind of either. On, like, honestly, it's not a big deal for me because I'm honestly, I, I play with people, but I don't really grind out a lot of stuff. Right. So I'm really not that far on either platform. So it's kind of like, eh, whatever for me, but. But it'll know. make it easier. Oh, yeah, 100%. People and you've grinded and you've got a particular weapon. You don't have to go back and redo that mission just so you can have it on PS4. Exactly. If there's a night where I can use the PS4 and I'm, I can just go, sweet, let's go and just load That's up my profile and it's just boom there. Because that was one of the things that they really pushed. I did see this. That was one of the things that they kind of pushed. Right? Is that play anywhere kind of thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're the um. Uh, what is it? It'll be on that browser service too. Oh really? Steve, yeah. Stevia, Stevia, Steve, Steve like Jobsia. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Google, Google shit. It's it's Steve Stevia. We're Stevia. gonna call it Stevia. Activia. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on there too. Like, got a shit. Just ask for Jamie Lee Curtis and her yogurt. Right. Free to play base game, cross save uh, across all platforms, no. and you can stream it to your. You you could play Destiny 2 PC version on your MacBook if you wanted. That's the thing I think is the most misleading thing. One why? thing. I'm scared to ask why. <laughs> You're not getting like uh, it's not cross platform playing. It's cross-platform saving. Yeah, that's what so, I said. You, well, we're right. No, I know. I know what you said, and I know what Russ said, and I know what said. Insert star here. It's it's not cross-platform play. It's cross-platform save. Correct. So you can't log out of your two your titan and play with russ and i doing missions when we're on ps4 you're on playstation or rephrase you're on pc or xbox one can progress who you've decided to name mufasa progress mufasa on pc and then on on monday and then on tuesday you can decide hey I'm going to play with Russ and Nick. And you can load your PC character Mufasa onto your PS4 and play with Russell and I. And I think that all day with the inability to comment because I just don't have time to participate in threads when I'm at work, but I can read them. People are thinking it means like cross-play. And those That's people not what are they're idiots. talking about. Talking cross cross save. So anyway, I felt the need to talk about it, and apparently, Wait, are they talking about cross platform saving instead right. of playing? 
Really? I read it as God play. Damn it. Is it safe? I'm going to headbutt you. I'm going to headbutt you both so hard. That, I'm not as excited now. You, I didn't realize it was just are, safe. That, that, is a really good point. that is a really good point to bring up. You. Because, you, because it is. There, Our there listeners is a, are smart enough. You know. Yeah. God damn it. Mikos? There is a difference between the two. And that's not something. I, I mean, like, I knew that that's what it was referring to, but it's not something that I had necessarily thought of. But it is. That is. Uh, but still, being able to. It's a great way because cross platform play is a really hard thing to accomplish because. They're, they're businesses that are trying to run and they have a lot of proprietary things that they're not willing to share. That's mm-hmm. how businesses work. Uh, but that's a great way to get around it to where you can play. You know, you can have people that play on PC and PS4 and are still able to enjoy it in the same way and they don't feel like they have to leave one behind in favor of the other 100%. because it's so dang hard to grind. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, it's rewarding people who are buying the extra materials to be able to play in other places with being able to have their progress transfer between, which is awesome. Yeah. And it's, and it's good to make the money because there's people that have it like, well, don't have it yet, but there's people that have the other platforms, but they're like, I'm not going to buy destiny because I'll never grind that up. But now those people are probably going to buy a, you know, I mean, they'll have the free to play version, but once they get to a certain point, they'll probably buy the rest of the game and that's more money coming to Bungie. It's, it's smart. Right. It's not even it's not even buying the rest of the game. It's buying Door the a la carte they're adopting. It's not even like expansion based a la carte, it's season based a la carte. So I bought the season pass Mm -hmm. two after Forsaken was announced. None of it interested me. Of the Drifter and the whatever the hell season of the Armory, I don't even remember what it was. The Black Armory, Black Armory. None yeah. of that. None of that interested me. I didn't play it. Season of Opulence. It has nothing to do with the season of Opulence as an like 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 an island. It's what they just announced. Like oh shit. I want I want to start preparing for that. So season of opulence that just was announced, great, cool. Um, so on on that token, I adore the fact that they've gone to a even more a la carte, where it's not a season pass that includes one, two, three, four, or whatever seasons. It's each in uh, each individual season is its own or is its own entity that can be downloaded or purchased. Please, please help. Am I making sense? Uh, no, but I think what you're trying to say is in the future, they're going back to them just being expansions and not doing the season pass thing, right? So they're all standalone. No, no they reference Luke Smith specifically referenced the idea of seasons. Yes. Is Shadowkeep. <laughs> and you're not making any sense. So, so I'm confused. Okay, so, so Shadow, Shadowkeep is its own island of content. Correct. But then forward from that, the seasons, quote-unquote, I'm gesticulating like you can see me, but you can't. Um, forward from that, each 
quote-unquote season will be an a la carte purchasable option. Okay. You described Shout it the it first time talking about what we already had. That's why we got confused. I'm, I'm a hoe. So say progressive from uh, arbitrarily, because I don't know the numbers. So say Shadowkeep is and then expansion or seasons that come after Shadowkeep are 11, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Say I tune out after Shadowkeep and I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's, it's not a big deal. You guys are into it. You get Shadowkeep. We all get Shadowkeep. You guys get season 11. You get season 12. You buy them both. They're great. They're amazing. And then season 13 pings my interest. I don't have to worry about season 11 and 12. Season 13, a la carte. And then join you guys right where you are whatever was contained in seasons 11 and 12 arbitrarily speaking here disclaimer asterisk even though I've missed the content included in those arbitrary uh, whatevers oh, god damn it I hate you both I, no I get what you're trying to say you're just yeah. taking forever to say it <laughs> no, I'm, taking, I'm taking forever to say it because I want to make sure it makes sense to me no, I, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, in the in the future, every individual season will be a separate purchasable thing. I'm very so confused. you can you can pop in and out whenever you want. Dang it! Let me ask and you a question. Up. Nick has been talking well, for twenty minutes. Wheel, wheel of time, Russell. Wheel of time. What's your question, Russ? Okay, so no, that's fair. Um, so I, I'm confused. So how how does light level work? First of all, so so later on. Uh, so, um, so what they'll they do like a bump every time, or yeah. Okay. So how how so they start a new thing with season of opulence. Um, so like in season of the drifter, if you wanted to catch up, they did their first time having catch up bounties, which would okay. kind of get you further up in power level pretty quickly. But they were separate. You had to go like do strikes over here or do you know bounties all over the place, right? Okay. And so in Season of Opulence, what they did is as you're doing, kind of like in a lot of other MMOs, which again shows they're going that direction, right. as you're going through the beginning quests of Season of Opulence, um, it just gives you that gear as you as you progress. It's like, okay, you finish this quest, here's two pieces. You finish the next quest, here's two more pieces. So if you're trying to catch up, you're just doing the content and it's giving you the catch-up mechanic as you go. Wow. Didn't know about that. Yeah, super cool. So that's why I figure in the future, like if you drop out for season 11 and 12 and jump in 13 and you're super behind, you just start doing those quests at season 13 and you're immediately caught up because they'll just give you the catch up here. Here's my next question then. Mm -hmm. So is it still seasons or is it expansions? So they're still, um, so like Forsaken was an expansion, right? And then we had the season of Drifter and all that stuff. So right, right. the one coming up on the moon, Shadowkeep, is an expansion, and then seasons in between. Okay, okay. So they're they're doing a mix of expansions and seasons. And seasons, correct. But they're not they're not doing a structure. And kind of what I was trying to differentiate and specify. Damn cats! Shut up. 
Castron dance. <laughs> Cat bumped my camera. That's what I was talking about. Oh my um, god. No, they're not doing the idea where you have to purchase. Uh, yes. That gives you access to three seasons at once. It's just. Okay, well, I want season 13. So I will yeah. buy season 13. Correct. And if you decide to, to pass season 13 and get season 14, do you? Like, you're not, you're not penalized for that. That's Correct. just part of the game. Okay, so then my next question is, is if you get, so let's say you skip, you know, 10 and 11, you get expansion 12 or season 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you then get, do you retroactively get all those other expansions? I would assume what they'll do is like, if there's a strike that was in those other expansions, it'll pop up a thing saying, you don't own the expansion to do this strike. Okay. So you, you can play everything except for, cause usually like in a expansion or in a, um, in a season, it's like a little content update and like a couple strikes in a map or something. Yeah. yeah so usually not- you just won't be able to do that unless you go retroactively buy it. If you're interested. Okay. I, I mean, I get that. I'm not a big fan of that. I, I would be fine if they bundled it. It it's that it's that continuous nickel and diming that that begins to be a bit wearing because it's like fifteen dollars here, twenty dollars there, but then you know you're doing that two or three times a year. You bought a sixty dollar game, and then the expansion comes out, and you got to buy another sixty dollars. But um, Shadow Keep, Shadow Keep, for what it's worth, that's cool. I, yeah. I mean, it's still. I, I get it, and I and I think that that's cool. But then it's like if you're playing with your friends and they're like, "Hey, let's go do a strike playlist," and then all of a sudden you get kicked because they all have the other seasons and you don't. That would be to me. I'd be like, they address well, that. That yeah. won't happen because the, so they've because, already done that. I'll oh, go ahead, Nick. Sorry, because you've you've got you know X Y Z strike for whatever reason the specifics because if i do then everyone's gonna just you know lol and eye roll at me russ but one expansion or, or access to one activity and members of your group don't then when you access the roulette the random it what is it called it's, it's, thank, thank you. I'm so used to Final Fantasy 14 after just a couple days, even. Um, you not even, and if it's not a possibility for everyone involved, it's not even included in the list. Correct. Okay. okay. So you won't you won't have that unless you physically go like on the map because you know the strikes you can choose them individually. Right. You actually go mount scroll over and click on it is when you'll get that. But if you're just in the playlist, yeah, it's not going to pop up like. Oh, right. notice you're having fun with your friends. <laughs> Too bad. Through you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. So what? so it's an inclusive. Mm-hmm. It's a, well, it would be an exclusive algorithm that runs and says, okay. Correct. Because it, it can tell yeah. who's got what content and then choose the pool based on that. So you won't run into that problem. They, they've you looked at that watch. solution. That makes, mm-hmm. that makes me feel a little bit better. What's their Vidoc? For Russell doesn't watch anything. 
No, no, no. You really should. Honestly, you really should because what was it? Six months ago, first announced the fact that they were separating from Activision. Mm-hmm. It was a while ago. Like, yeah. Our topic for that podcast that week was, oh well, what is that going to mean? What are our hopes for? Blah 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 blah. We listed on our hopes is like being directly addressed or has been announced for the Shadowkeep expansion. The Shadowkeep expansion does interest me because I do Hive are my favorite. Yeah. And anytime I have a Hive expansion, I'm like, ooh, interesting. Because it gets dope. Oh. Their lore. Oh, man, it's so good. Um, the, the idea of the Hellmouth was our surface level understanding of what was going on in the moon something deeper that's scary to me like because the hellmouth was terrifying cortisand was terrifying the idea that that was scratching the surface of your mind I'm I'm scared. I'm scared. But no, like if you have the the chance to go back and listen to our podcast when Bungie first announced they were separating from Activision, nine out of ten things that we said we wanted to see in a perfect world, quote unquote, like it's happening. Seeds in it, then everyone that has ever been a Destiny fan and a Bungie fan has been proven right. And if Bungie fails, then, well, all the naysayers and the people that said, oh, well, it's not Activision's fault, pure and simple, proven right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's remarkable. Today, I think in our a message that Bungie's nailing it with oh, everything they announced today. Yeah, I Seems like they're making some really good movements that need to be done. However, the execution, because we all said the same thing when Destiny 2 was announced. And we all know how Destiny 2 vanilla played out. Um, I liked it. I honestly had no problem with Destiny 2. Well, it got scrapped and thrown together in like a year, so. Russell, not true. Go back and listen to the podcast. You didn't like it. But my point being, this is this is exciting because we, for weeks on end, like what we wanted to see, and it, it sounds like they're they're actually giving it a go. They're trying. They're really trying. No, third party or whatever you want to call a publisher. They're trying. Yes. I hate you both. I don't know how to go forward from that. I don't know. What have I done? I don't know, I, man. He I, just I, dove at you hardcore there. Called you out and everything. Jesus. You were you were talking. You were looking. You were uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Quark, Quark, you might have. I'll get too close. to Jesus Christ, it's Jason Boy. I'm sorry, Nick. I did not mean to um, offend you in any way. <laughs> you didn't. Okay. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Russell, I love you. Thanks for calling him about about his uh, 
his opinions at the beginning of the podcast? I don't remember saying I disliked Destiny 2. Called I, out. I, once it got into the seasons, I lost a lot of interest because I didn't want to. But, it, yeah. I, so, I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm just going to throw two more quick things out there. We're done with it. We'll hit our last two seconds. We're out of here. We've been going so fucking long. I'm done. <laughs> this episode is over. Um, so if you're on PC, it's moving to Steam. It will no longer be on the Blizzard launcher because that is Activision. So base game free to play and Destiny 2 will be on Steam, um, which opens it up to a shit ton of players, which is cool. Yeah. And then, um, so obviously with cross save, there's going to be no more platform exclusive content. You know, PS4 has always gotten exclusive stuff, so that's not a thing anymore. That's pretty cool right there. Okay, so let's hit um, this guy. We're going to do a little story time. Story time! So... It never does. Um, So anyone new to our episode, or new to our show, I should say, um, story time is a segment we do because we get nostalgic a lot on this show. Um, So we go around and we just tell just a random gaming story, just a quick quick little story, just to, you know, blurp something out because it's fun to do. Um, Russ, do you want to go first? You want me to go? I I know we're just dropping this on Nick, so we'll give him a second to think. Yeah, um, I, I'll go real quick. Uh, so what I'm thinking about is as <laughs> because I never think ahead. <laughs> so this popped into my head while we were talking about it. But uh, I remember when I first got my PS4. And oh. I, so it was when I had first moved here. So this is like six years ago. Yes, mm-hmm. PS4's been out for a while. Didn't even realize it had been out that long. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. And so I, I had just gotten it. I'm super excited. In fact, I had gotten Destiny mm-hmm. with it. But I, I had actually intended my the games that I originally got the PS4 for was Dragon Age Origin or Dragon Age um, Inquisition, and then phenomenal uh, game. Gosh, what was the other game? I think it was. A, oh, it was Shadow of Shadow of Mordor. Shadow, I remember. Yeah, that's right. Because you, yeah. you're saying that's so that's why you got into Destiny because that was the bundle you were able to get. So I so I got the bundle because I was like, it's like twenty dollars more. I get a game that I can play now instead of having to wait for the games that I want to be able to play, and it's cool and it's white. No, uh, sure, because white is better. No, I'm just okay. <laughs> Please don't wow. Second time we've gone too far. Here we go. Hey, um, so. Um, so I, I have it plugged up and I'm super excited. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to plug in destiny. I'm going to play this. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do tonight. Cause I had, I had gotten it like on a Friday before a weekend. And so I was like, this is what I'm going to do all weekend because there was nothing else to do because I had a couch, a TV and a bed. That was it. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out, (laughs) I had it plugged in and I'm like trying to figure out how to turn it on (laughs) because I had never or just like because there's no power button. Yeah, because you never turned anything on ever in your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, so I actually had to call Brett and be like, "Hey, man, oh, that's um, right, I forgot." How I, I've been sitting here because I had been looking at it for like 30, 40 minutes, trying to figure out where the stupid power button was and how to turn it on. And so I called Brett and I'm like, uh, "Hey, man, uh, so I just got a PS4." I know that you have one. 
can you tell me how to turn it on? And he's like, yeah, it's like that black line in the middle. I'm like, but what, what, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to press? He goes, you just, just put your finger over it. And I'm like, I, I am, but I was putting my finger over the eject tray. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm doing it. He goes, look, just put your finger on it. And he, I think you were at work or something or something was going on. And you were like, look, just slide your finger along that black line until it beeps and it, it, you'll see a, a light come on and you'll be good. So I'm like, <laughs> I felt like I was trying to finger this thing because like <laughs> caressing it all over. <laughs> and finally I hit it and, and it comes on and I'm like, oh, it worked. I am magic. Oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> well, um, my story, I remember um, this popped into my head the other day. Um, so, uh, I briefly mentioned the term LFR earlier. Um, so in WoW, that means looking for raid. So it's a version of the raid that you can randomly queue up in, and it's like an easier version so you can see the content. Kind of gets no base mechanics, gets a slightly better gear, but it's under what the actual raid drops, right? So I'm running LFR of Dragon Soul, which is the end raid of Cataclysm. I'm on the end boss, and uh, I've been running with our raid team for a while. I was pretty geared up. I was just running it because I just wanted the extra. There's like a currency you could buy gear with you got out of LFR. And so I'm just running that, and we're on the last like 5% of the boss. So you kill all the little arms of this dragon. His head comes up, hits the ground, and you're just wailing on the head giggity the whole rest of the party the raid team is dead except me and one priest <laughs> he is healing the ever-loving shit out of me and i'm just wailing on this but everyone goes it's a wipe because there's still five percent of this boss hit left because my gear was so good my health bar was so high this guy was geared out of his mind too just solo blasted me with heals and i killed the rest of the boss and the whole team was like oh my god that was amazing Clutched it like a boss. Oh yeah, that's what she said. That's what <laughs> Always. What do you got, Nick? Um. So my story slightly inspired by. <clears throat> I was going to tell one other story, but uh, my story is inspired by yours, Brett. Oh. I played Final Fantasy fourteen. Um. So when that first came out, I played Scholar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Scholar, you heal, but you also have a pet that heals with you. The pet that heals with you is your, a fairy. It's, it's literally like a fairy. A little gay person. I don't have like Richard Simmons jumping around. <laughs> like, no pain, no gain. Heal those glutes off. Pony, I'm a pony. I'm a pony. It's it's an actual fairy. However, through the use of macros, I was actually able to control the fairy directly. Common, um, and if you look at the uh, Final Fantasy XIV: A Realm Reborn, like the original, like World of Warcraft has what's called Wowhead repository of information. A lot of the macros that originated for Final Fantasy XIV, Scholar and Paladin, with me and Brett. So 
just say it. I we're, um yeah. We're pretty cool. We're pretty cool like that. Yeah, I wrote so, the initial uh shield pole macro for Final Fantasy fourteen. Pretty proud of that. Not not it only was heavily used pole, by everyone. But, but like numerically marking so the party knew who to fight. And meanwhile, the Paladin, aka Brett's tank class, because there were two tank classes, everything keeping all the aggro, and then simultaneously, like numerically marking all of the targets the rest of the party were supposed to attack. So, anyway, we digress. Um, As we have been. A group of random players for the Binding Coil of Bahamut. That was the raid, like the, the, the high-end, top-tier raid at the time of a fully organized, integrated group. We were not a fully integrated group. We may have been organized by role, but we weren't fully integrated. We had no idea who the hell each other were because we just recruited each other off from the, uh, the general chat channel. So it's me, a scholar, with my little fairy friend, mm-hmm. whose name is Aos, healing, and a white mage. The primary healers in, in Final Fantasy ever. And yes. We get to the point that we're fighting the boss, and the party has to split four and four. So the white mage is off on one side with, with one tank and two DPS, and I'm on the other with one tank and two DPS. The white mage cannot keep her group alive for the life of her. I feel bad because she outgears me, but her group is taking so much damage because their tanks sucked. Fairy over to their side. Because I could do that, being a scholar. I send my fairy over there. And I control my fairy on top of myself. Heal individually. I'm like using macros to tell my fairy who to heal. I heal their tank with her. Self-heal my side of the group, and we end up clearing it. And the person who was playing the white mage messaged me afterwards, and she was like, what did you do? I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you were healing so well on my side, but you were on the other side of the map. uh, Messaging her, I'm like, sweetheart, my fairy was on your side. I was healing through the fairy. So you didn't have to fight, or so you didn't have to heal the rest of the group. You just had to heal, or so so you didn't have to heal the tank. You could heal the rest of the group. And she's like, "I didn't know you could do that." Most scholar players didn't know you could do that. So, anyway, that's my story. I'm happy. It makes me happy. You do yeah. a great healer in most of the games. Yeah, I, I remember when that happened. Like, I think you messaged me, like, immediately the whole story. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's awesome. Well, right. It was nuts. It was, it was the first time I realized that I could plant the fairy, because I, I had always used it. I had always used Aos to heal. It was the first time I'd ever moved her to another side of the map and continued to use the macros that I had built. I don't know, for whatever reason, I didn't realize that I could continue to use them even though she wasn't within range. As long as her target was within her range, it wasn't an issue. Like, I was healing in two locations at once. It was, it was crazy. It was abs- 
excuse me, absolutely crazy. And I adored it and it made me happy. And yes. Here we go. That's Nick's story twice. Uh, let's move forward. Let's do emails. Let's do this. We've got a couple emails here, guys. I just um, hope one day I have a daughter as cute as yours. Probably not, but you can try. Actually, I'm scared to have a daughter, so I really don't. It's Are you afraid to have a daughter? Because, look, because you can tell your son to rub some dirt in it, and he'll be fine. I do that to my daughter all the time. But look, look, look. Oh. I am not, I am a very blunt person. Same. My daughters are going to cry all the time. Because they're going to be like, my dad is so mean. No, they won't. Also, also, if my son steps over the line and gets in trouble with the opposite sex, you know, I can be like, hey, man, cut it out. Be respectful. If he gets in trouble. There's somebody's daughter. If somebody does that with my daughter, then I'm going to prison. It's a, it's fun to hear people that don't have kids talk about how it's probably going to be when they have kids. Right? It's adorable. Right? I don't um, have kids. I have no I'm, experience. I'm just very I'm terrified of... No, you'll be... Seriously. <sighs> Dude, daughters are kick-ass. Like, it's so cool. So you're going to be a beautiful father. Because they're going to have me wrapped around their finger. Yeah. You can be blunt and be wrapped around their finger at the same time. Just it's awesome. It's a weird experience. What? Okay. Fingers. Yeah. Um, so we have an email here from Laz who has finally returned to us. Hello, gents. Tell me if you snack while you game, what's your favorite snack to consume during those long gaming sessions? Oh. My self hatred. <laughs> um, I've gotten in the habit because re- for a while there it was like really bad snacking. And I found recently when I can, like, I'll actually get like a bowl of fruit. And I, I found like that just is like such a different experience. Pineapple. Pineapple hits the spot and hits mm. my tooth really well. That and strawberries, they, they're sweet enough that I don't, I, I can. Yeah, I don't get that candy craving and it's, it's still something going on and I'm not, you know, destroying myself. Also, Ride. sugar-free chocolate is pretty good too. Fried apple chips. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that was that actually ties into the other story I was going to tell from my quote-unquote gaming story. My younger brother and I... But, you could hold on to that story for the next one. <laughs> I was just going to say, we used to get like dried apple chips. And... I was endlessly while playing games together. <laughs> oh, you know. Thank you, Laz. Um, well, you get to say what mine was. Yeah, you did. No, I was agreeing with you. Oh, you said, added the chocolate on. I thought that was your answer. I'm sorry, about oh, that. No, 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 no. I thought you answered. I'm sorry. No, I like uh, if I'm if I'm snacking, I usually uh, go with a sandwich. Believe it or not, like, um, kind of, like a heavy sandwich or like a. <laughs> just, uh, just a full-on sandwich. I mean, that's, that's my kind of snack. No, so um, 
I like having a T-bone steak while I game. <laughs> uh, well, because I don't like chips because then they get on your fingers and when you touch the controller, it's like... A chips but with a, with a sandwich, you have the insulation of the bread. <laughs> the insulation. <laughs> so, so two pieces of white bread, mayonnaise, a uh, slice Why of bread. White. Hey, I'm talking. And then some Lay's potato chips. Yeah, I do. I hear you. Yeah, that's that's my go-to. The snack. saltiness of the chips. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be white bread because wheat bread sucks. Uh, <laughs> so we have an email from Gunbait101 uh, sent about 10 minutes ago. Question, <laughs> question for Sandbag Bob. Yes. Uh, do you think there'll be stats in Shadowkeep? Thanks, guys. I'm oh. a big fan. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> Okay, you will help. Gun, uh, you know what? Mukas can see all the torches he wants. Looks like because he's dead. <laughs> of course, there will be. I said there will be because I said there will be there four times. Yeah, you know what? what? You know what? I am desperately trying to stay awake and active. And yeah, if you do not it's super entertaining. Me, if you do not want me to be awake and active in the podcast, then I will no longer be a participant in this podcast. Well, it's almost over. Wow. Talk about being sour. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... I'm, <laughs> I love you all. Yeah, sorry we're having fun with you. All right, we'll move on. Okay. I, I believe there was another question that was mentioned in the chat. Was there? Where was that one? You want to read that out? Sure. Um, so, because I thought it was hilarious, which is why I bring it up. So, oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm scrolling the wrong way. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, Arisen Phoenix, who we love, mm-hmm. uh, said, how much did Russell pay you to not bring on a guest. Referring to Bud and the fact that I will finally got to do my Sekiro segment, which I had been super excited about. The answer is one million dollars. Also death threats. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. Uh, and mostly mostly requests for hot fries and a Coke Zero, which I still have not received. Yeah, they'll get there. Hopefully. They're not in Australia right now. Which is a thing that has happened in the past. Not where's, shocking. Where's my package at going from like one city in a state to another city in the state? Well, it somehow wound up in Australia and came back and went to the Netherlands. I'm not making this up. And came back and went to Texas and came back and went to California. And it looks like it's going to be delivered today. So congratulations. <laughs> I ordered uh, a package of Mentos gum. Three weeks. I've got oh. to make that tomorrow about the Mother's Day gift that I sent to my mom. Yes. For Mother's Day. Oh, oh. Enjoy well, Mother's Day. Somehow, guys, we've made it through, and this is the end of episode uh, 74. I feel like we've already gotten to 76. Um, Dude, Nick, welcome back. Where can people find you, dude? Well, apparently people... Can find me at Zen Big Bob on the Twitters. 
right back on PSN. Perfect. Russell, where are you at, buddy? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter, and I did not say Twitch this time. Aha. I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud. At DRJX, that's J-E-X-0725. Um, mostly talk about Dungeons and Dragons, post a little bit of my art whenever I get stuff done. Um, and yeah, so come and follow me and I'll probably follow you back because I'm a sucker like that. Um, I will also call people out on the show who don't follow me back when I follow them. So where? Oh shit. Damn. So toxic. Like the fact that it took just some guardians until last week. To follow me back. Oh, why the hell hasn't uh, Mythos been rendered until, uh, I don't know, never? Because he was the last character to come in. Patrolling. And it, and it takes time. Yeah. See, it's okay when Nick trolls. You see how he is, guys? See how he is? Exactly. <laughs> I, troll. I troll, and it's, it's acceptable. Now, we Everyone troll. It's troll. too far. It's <laughs> no, it's, it's not too far. It's unacceptable unacceptable you can also find me at uh sundays at 7 p.m eastern time where we stream our dungeons and dragons game on elmer fudd games and uh i have been promised that there will be no more uh outages in streams uh at least D D streams and the, and the podcast <laughs> my regular day-to-day ones Still will have issues. But those two I can guarantee. Put it here first. All right. Let's get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, let's play this. Um, Thank you all for joining us for episode 74 of Just Some Guardians. When we do this show, we are live. That's twitch.tv slash Just Some Guardians. Thursday night starting about 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow that at JSGCast link to the twitter is a way to get into the discord where we all are at come hang out chat about any games going on artwork uh russell's posting all his stuff uh destiny's actually started getting popular in there again because people are playing it crazy um you can send us emails just some guardians at gmail.com as for myself i'm elmer fudd you can find me on twitter and twitch and youtube at elmer fudd games double m double d um, who wants to take us out? Join us next week on Just Some Guardians for Mutual Chaos, Another Incompetency, and a High Nick. And a High Nick. <laughs> there we go. Low. You take the high road, I'll take the low road. <laughs> Somewhere in the morn. Right? I don't know. I just make it up. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Well, Nick, as much fun as we made fun of you because we love you. It was stupid nice having you here. Like, honestly, we, like, we're really excited when you messaged you could be here.